Episode 19 of Bryce and Ren and Corey in the house. I'm Bryce Henderson, one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, today we'll be discussing season one, episode 19 of Corey in the House, titled The Kung Fu Cat's Kid. Uh, and with us, as always, to break down this episode is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's going well. How are you today? Uh, I am not bad. I am enjoying a nice can of Coca-Cola. And ready to talk about Corey. But Bryce, while you're mm-hmm. sipping that Coke, before we get yeah. into Corey in the house, I need to address something. Oh, sure. What do you want to address? It was your birthday last week. Oh, it most certainly was. And while, while we can't celebrate your birthday in a traditional mm-hmm. fashion, I yep. did create for you a Corey in the house happy birthday quiz. Oh, no. I'm nervous, Ren. So... This quiz is going to be scored via golf rules. So the lower the score you have, the better. The better. All right. Good. You will have to guess the birthdays of nine cast members, but you're going to guess the month, the day, and the year individually. And depending on how close your answer is, that's going to be your score for that little section. Okay. Wait, I'm guessing birthdays? You're guessing their birthday. You're going to make educated guesses on their birthdays. Of cast members. Yep. Wow. Okay, sure. (laughs) All right, you ready, Bryce? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see what I do. We're going to start out on the Kyle Greens. Oh, good. What month was Kyle Massey born in? Okay. Um, What month? So I'm not, just to be like really upfront, I'm not into... Uh, like astrology or star signs or anything like that. So I'm not going to necessarily look into his personality to tell me, oh, he's such a this, because that it, it doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. I'm going to say that Kyle Massey is a May baby. You're saying a May baby? Yep. All right. You got, see how many points you got for this round, Bryce? You got five mm-hmm. points. Oh, Wait, hold on, that's... hold on. That's wrong. That's wrong. You okay. got three points. Oh, okay. He was I'll born take it. in August. Oh, okay. He's an. I, I don't know anyone who's born in August. August seems like one of those months. No one's really born in. No one's really born in. Yeah, and usually not a lot of births in August. I don't know. I mean, like, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, Bryce. All right. What day was Kyle Massey born on? Oh, no. So he's August. Uh, early August or late August or mid. I'm going to say August. Huh. If I play smart, I could go somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And statistically, that's going to be a better bet. So I will go 18. You're going to go 18? Yep. Bryce, you got 10 points for this one. Okay. Is he 28 or 8? 28. Okay. What year was Kyle Massey born? All right. So with my knowledge of Corey in the house, Kyle Massey was around what, like 1819 when Corey in the house was made. 
puts him at 1990. You're guessing 1990? I'll go 1991. Bryce, you got it exactly right. Yeah. Good you, switch at the end. Your score for the Kyle Greens was 13. Oh, that is bad. All right. We're moving on to Newt Fields. Yeah. So I, yeah, okay. I was about to say, so is it Jason Fields or is it Newt Fields? I, I, it, you'll see. There's no okay. consistency. Okay, good. Whatever joke was best at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. Jason Dolly, what month was he born in? Jason Dolly. Um, I think he was born in March. I think March. I think we're about to celebrate his birthday. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Bryce, you got four points. Oh. He was born in July. I feel like the months are what's tripping me up the most. It's only been two so far. We'll get, we'll get, you'll get a few. Okay. What, uh, what day was he born? Um, March 14th. You're guessing 14th? Mm-hmm. All right. Bryce, you got nine points for this one. Uh, We're on the fifth. Can I tell a uh, quick anecdote? Yeah. Quick anecdote. The, the reason why I went with March 14th, Ren, that mm-hmm. number's always been, uh, it stuck out to me. When I was in grade school, I went away uh, on a sleepaway camp. Uh and in like i think it was sixth grade and my you know you have like fake relationships at the time yeah so like my my like fake girlfriend at the time i promised her because it was going to be so long that we were going to be apart that i would write her a letter on march 14th telling her how much i liked her did Uh, you and i did i did i wrote it i sent it and uh that date has always stuck out to me and believe it or not ren uh that relationship it did not last Bryce, did she write back? Yeah, she didn't write back. What? I was only gone a week, so she. Well, I was only gone a week, so she wouldn't have had time to write back. Right. But I'm pretty sure that we dated for another like month after that, and then it was, it was done. It's harsh. Sorry to hear that, Bryce. And you're engaged now. <laughs> I, I am, but I want to be very clear to someone different. All right, just just yeah. clarify. Someone who I I believe that Jenna would write me back. There's only one way to find out. I'll send her a letter on March 14th and see. We live in the same place, so the shipping time won't be long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Bryce. What year was Jason Dolly born? All right. Um, he's younger than Kyle. Kyle was 91. I'll go with 93. You're going to go with 1993? Yep. You got two points, Bryce. They were both born in 91. Oh, I could have sworn he was, like, younger by a little bit. I thought that both uh, both of them were. I thought Kyle was just really old for the cast jason is older by one month wow you got 15 points for newt fields okay going all right we're moving on to myara valley for a myara walsh yeah good all right what month was myara walsh born in uh december december Mm -hmm. bryce you got 10 points but it goes okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I know, I know, I know what you're gonna say, and I know what you're gonna ask. But I already <laughs> thought this over. And I already decided that it's this way. So statistically, Ren, I, I should just be going in the middle then. If there's no, if I can't go around, Bryce, you're feeling discouraged. 
because you're not doing <laughs> really well. Don't fight the system. Just play along like, and go with it. Okay. All right. Ten. All right. Let's move on. Let's do it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what day was she born? Okay. Fifteenth. Fifteenth. Go in the middle. Yeah. Not three. She was born on the eighteenth. Ah. I guess eighteen for Kyle. Should have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. C. Bryce. C. What year was she what born? Year? I think she's younger. I will go with 93. You're going to go with 93? Yep. All right. Bryce, you got five points. She was born in 88. So she's the oldest of the three kids. Yep. Like the three main kids. Wow. You got 18 points for this one. This is not a good showing. (laughs) It can be worse. Nicole just laughed at me. (laughs) Ugh. Humiliating. All right, Corey Cast. I don't know birthdays. All right, keep going. We're moving on to America's Angles. Madison Pettis. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Angles Golf. You gotta account for stuff. For Angles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. All right, Bryce. What month was Madison Pettis born in? Um, October. October. Bryce, you got three points. Okay. Not so bad. she's three back. Three forward. November, December. Like what, January? No, three backwards. I'm sorry. You were right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry. I was, I was, I was going to flip a lid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, what day? What day was she born? Uh, seventh. What? Seventh. Seven. Seven? Seven? Seven. Yep. All right, Bryce. You got a 15. Um, and what year was she born? Okay. She is actually significantly younger. Yep. Uh, she was, I'm going to say uh, 2001. You were off by three. Oh, she's 90, what, 98? Yeah. Huh. Guess she wasn't Bryce, that young. She was you 10. got 21 for this one. I'm getting worse and worse. <laughs> All right. We're going to... But hold on, hold on. When you okay. golf, that happens because the courses get harder. So that's yeah. what's happening here. Yeah, it's getting harder. Yes. And we're about to get to the turning point. Okay. The aqueducts for a Thomas video. <laughs> so... This, I do feel good about one thing here, Ren, is that I know, and this is going to be my ace in the hole here, I mm. know him and uh, Ronald were born in the same year. They're the yeah. same age. Yeah, you're right. So, okay. Um, let's do it then. So, right. uh, what month was... What month was President Martinez born in? Uh, June. June? Mm-hmm. You got two, Bryce. Two points. Uh, okay. What day was he born? Um, eighth. Eighth? Yep. All right. You got six points. Mm-hmm. All right. What year was yeah, he here born? Here we go. Um, 2008. I'm going to say that he was about 44. Five when the show was made, so going back is gonna be uh, 
1963. Okay. Yep. Bryce, you got mm-hmm. five points. Okay. And Are you gonna? What? What was the? What was his? Are you gonna tell me his birthday? 1958. Okay. All right. So it's 50. Right. Your total score was 13. Mm-hmm. All right. You're tied. This is my best one yet. Tied with your best score. Uh huh. All right, Rondell. What month was Rondell Sheridan born Mm -hmm. in? We're at the children. Uh, Let's see. I'm gonna say Rondell was born in May. You can guess May. Mm Hmm. All right. Bryce, you got three points. He was born in August, just like his son. Okay. Yeah. Do you think he was in the uh, hospital room? He delivered him. He delivered Kyle Massey to the world? Wow. What day Uh, was Rondell Sheridan born on? uh, 29th. 29th? Yeah. Big leap here. Bryce got 14 points. Uh, And what year was he born in? Oh, no. Um... (laughs) What did I just say? Did I say uh, 58, 1958? Yep, you got it. Okay. You got 17 points here. All right. All right. We're heading over to Sticky Man's Sticky Lanes. Oh, man. Jake Thomas. All right. I'm, uh, can I call? I'm going to. You want a lifeline? No, 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 no. I'm going to uh, do, do all three at once here. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Sticky Man Jake Thomas was, I'm going to say he's born in uh, 1992. Sorry, I'm going to go in a weird order. 92. uh, 1992. Yep. Okay. April 7th. 1992, April 7th. Mm -hmm. Give me one second. I've never been very good at golf. I've only ever been mini golfing, but even with mini golf. First one so far. Uh, Okay. So yeah. 28 points. Mm -hmm. Jake Thomas's birthday is January 30th, 1990. 90. Huh. All right. We're going to the Lisa Archway, parentheses, Samantha (laughs) Swamp. Samantha Swamp? Samantha Swamps. Yeah. Yeah. Drain the swamp. You gonna do your uh, little thing for Lisa Arch too? No, because that, that turned out poorly. All right. What month was Lisa Arch born in? November. November? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Big big Lisa Arch fan. Uh November eleventh. Eleventh? Okay. Eleven eleven. You got twelve points. Okay. When uh she's gonna be Old, uh, younger than Rondell, who was 58. I'm going to say she's 65, 1965. All right. You got six probably... points. She was born in 71. Okay. I was going to say she's probably even younger than that. All right. You got 18 points total. Mm-hmm. All right, Bryce. This is the final hole. Yeah. What, what's the last one? Who is it? 
Raven's home. Oh, okay. You have to. What month? What what month was Raven Simone born on? Uh, December. Yep. What day was she born on? Twenty fifth. I'm gonna say she's a Christmas baby. The tenth. You got fifteen. Uh, and what year was she born in? Eighty. Uh, Eighty six. She was born in eighty five. Okay. All right, Bryce. You I'll got sixteen it. points. Let me total your score together and tell you what you got. The tabulator. Here we go. Yeah, keep doing that. Okay. But uh, So now, like, in doing this, though, I do wonder what a Cory in the House, uh, like, amusement park would be. Like, if All right, Bryce. You want to your yeah, score? okay. Sure, 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 sure. You got 159. Uh... That's 30 less points than Nicole got when they did the test run. Oh. Uh, or 30 more points. Oh, I won. You won. Yes. <laughs> wow. I'm devastated. I mean, like, I'm happy happy for Nicole. But, you know, I guess I, I got to study up on my birthdays. To be fair, I would say that I'm not usually good with birthdays in the first place you don't so, have them. Uh, oh, okay <laughs> all right fine i got you red no bryce you can have it back okay i appreciate it uh red that was a fun game i'm glad i'm glad you enjoyed it i liked the golf theme uh and i don't ever want to go back there <laughs> mm-hmm did you like the aqueducts? <laughs> I think that was my favorite. I also liked the like the what was it the Lisa Archway, Samantha Swamps. So yeah, the Samantha Swamps. Yeah. Ugh. Ren, this is uh, I think a good transition um, into our episode tonight. You want to know why? Why? Um, because uh, we saw. Corey uh, and Newt and Mina mingling with other folks and they were taking shots and they were missing. Right? So that's right, Bryce. That's that's the transition that I'm gonna use. <laughs> Do you have a better one? Uh no, I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, so we will go with that. Uh Ren, general thoughts on the episode of uh, the Kung Fu Cat Kid. My feelings always change as we discuss them, but I liked it. Ren, me too. I, 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 I felt dirty liking it because of just how much I genuinely liked it at points. Yeah, so the, uh, my first watch through, I made it about like halfway through and I was like trying to think of bad things about it. I was like, oh, this feels like they're retreading old ground. Like, I feel like we've seen this episode a hundred times. But then, like, by the end, I was like, that was pretty good. And then even my rewatch, I, I loved it. It was very good Corey in the house. I think this was my favorite episode so far. Yeah, I, I, me too. And we'll, as we discuss, maybe that, that might change a little bit. But I don't know. And it's weird. I can't even necessarily point to exactly what it was that stuck out. This episode, so let me see. 
I think this is the second episode directed by Rondell Sheridan, right? Yes. Yep. All right. This is the second yeah, but we, directed by Rondell Sheridan. And we didn't love his first episode, the first one that he directed. No, we didn't. No. So it, it, but with that said, like his style of humor, his, he felt present in this right. episode's humor. I think I know what it is. Oh, really? The guy who wrote this ed- episode, Edward C-, Edward C. Evans, also wrote Rock the Vote with the our boomer moment. Uh, see, that that's very much so could be what it is. If he had headed the episode, does, is he also responsible? Because the other top episode we have is Air Force One Too Many. Did he have he's anything only, to do with that he's one? He's only written three episodes. Okay. The, ne- the third one will be in season two. Okay. So we have, have something good to look forward to. Well, yeah, it... I'm glad that we both enjoyed it. Let's, uh, you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so uh, we open uh, in what is kind of a a familiar uh, scene to us based on last episode. Corey's in his underwear, uh, which is just, I guess, how he is when he's around the house. Corey's in his underwear a lot this episode. Yeah, uh, to the point where, because it's kind of like the... uh, the the joke is like oh Koi's in his underwear. I, like by the third time, it's lost its shock value. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just so, the boy in his underwear. Exactly. It's just like it's Corey in his natural state. So he's he is in his underwear again. He's steaming a shirt, uh, and he is. Your clothes. Yeah, I thought that was weird. How so that implies like Victor left and maybe like ran an errand in D.C. and then came back and Corey was still steaming. Uh, how long does it take to steam clothes? Well, let's single think about shirt. Let's work backwards, actually. What okay. time would it show like Kung Fu Cat's air? Um, like 3.30, 4.30? Yeah, like after school show. All right. Let's say Corey yeah. gets home from school around 2.30. Yeah. Victor sees Corey gets home, mm-hmm. goes out for like an hour or two. Corey's steaming his clothes the whole time. Yes. So yeah. that's a solid two hour steam unnecessary is it possible to oversteam a shirt could you could the steam make it too stiff maybe yeah too so maybe Corey's wearing some real stiff shirts uh yeah so he's steaming this and victor comes home Uh, the reason why Corey's steaming it is because he's going to like a, a mingle night and he wants to impress the ladies and victor does a dance which is Victor's so precious episode but i liked about him like not only was he great in the scenes he was in but we get victor's humor throughout through mina and newt yeah and it was hysterical it was a great running bit um victor's running bit as we learn in this little dance number is um victor's dancing he's like that's my boy checking out the foxes getting your mac on and then Corey joins in and he's like showing your age uh, Victor's been watching his collection of 70s movies. What do you think Victor's been watching, Bryce? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm pretty sure some, like, Fast Time at Ridgemont High is in there. Um, I, is Dazed and Confused, is that a 70s movie? Dazed and Confused? Yeah. No, it's 93. Oh, uh, okay. I think it's I think it's a movie set in the 70s. I've actually never seen it. I've only seen the cover of the DVD. <laughs> so that alone be watching crazy. Shaft on loop. Yeah, that, that that's very possible as well. 
do you, yeah, do you have any thoughts for what he's been watching or what his collection entails of? I think Victor's tastes are very avant-garde. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and this was definitely Victor in his prime, right? This, that's the vibe that he gives off. This was him in his glory days. Um, Victor Buck reminds Corey. Is that a racer head? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looking up 70s films, yeah. <laughs> Victor's prime was taking, uh, taking his future wife out on a date to go see a racer, hood, uh, a racer head. Future ex-wife? <laughs> so, Victor reminds Corey that Corey is he has a uh, like Corey has a play date tonight, and with with Sophie and you know he probably shouldn't be going out with the ladies because he has that play date and Corey's like uh oh, like Sophie probably doesn't even remember uh, doesn't even remember and Do children have notoriously bad memories. Um, so it would depend on like I, I'm gonna say no to that, but in this scenario like. I could think of a situation where it's something like even with adults where I'll, I'll mention something and it's more of like in passing, like not super concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I could see that being the case. I don't think that is the case, but I don't know. Um, Sophie and Corey made zoom happen before zoom was real. Their video quality is so high. Very good. Uh, do you think this is like white house tech? Like the white house has had FaceTime for years and just been holding it back. Yes, and they they they're recording everything. That's why so that's why Sophie's able to save things with the click of a mm-hmm. button. Yeah, because with, with Zoom, um, like you have to press record and then it records everything forward. But in this case, Sophie's able to just press a button and it like there's a backlog of it. Um, has it gotten any? It's probably gotten like presidents in trouble. I can assume. Definitely, Martinez only uses it inappropriately. <laughs> or well because what i'm thinking uh is like i could see martinez being in like an important meeting with like say uh the prime minister of russia and then it ends and then he like clips the whole thing and then puts sentences together of Fakes the prime it? minister saying things yeah and then he puts it out there and he's like hey this conversation happened um that's how the russians to- get alaska yeah so, um, so yeah, so Sophie calls Corey on Corey's computer and Sophie's like, hey, we're still hanging out tonight, right? Like, we're going to play pastel ponies. Coney gets to be lavender. It's so sweet. Um, Corey has to cancel. Corey cancels saying that he has a lot of homework to do. Uh, the line that I was thinking about during this, Ren, was when Sophie said, I, I can't place the episode, but the line has stuck with me because it represents their dynamic so well, is us White House kids got to stick together. I think it's from the pilot, actually. No, I think it's from the second no? episode. Okay. Uh, but wherever it comes from, that line has stuck with me. And here, this is, like, the whole episode is about the consequence of Corey not sticking together with the White House kid. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. Like, them just not sticking with each other. <laughs> Corey, uh... So he says that he thinks that he shuts off the video call, but he actually just mutes himself, um, which again feels like highly relevant in the world that we live in now. And 
he Corey's as we know he's in his underwear he then starts dancing because it is time for the kung fu cats show right. to begin let me ask mm-hmm. you something yep how do you feel about Corey saying just enough time for my guilty pleasure while he's alone in his underwear at home mm. uh i don't think that's the line <laughs> it is, is that, i just That's what he time. says? Just enough time for my guilty pleasure. That feels like an oversight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really unfortunate. Um, I'm yeah. glad I wrote it down. I'm glad you wrote it down too. Uh, I watched it twice and uh, I didn't, I, p- I picked up on him looking at his watch and like, the, oh, it's just in time. I did not pick up the guilty pleasure line. That's unfortunate. Um, he's talking about watching Kung Fu Cats. <laughs> and he turns it on and starts dancing to the theme song. I love this theme song. Yeah, it, it actually is pretty catchy and I don't blame him for dancing. I do question, though, why at the end of him dancing, he smashes a flower pot. I loved that. Even when I dance to the best of theme songs, like when the Office theme song turns on, when the Friends theme song turns on, uh, I don't... I some, Like, sure, maybe I want to dance, but I don't get aggressive and smash flower pots. You've just never done it right. Okay. If I... Yeah. That's the real experience. And uh, Sophie records this, as we mentioned. So Sophie sees this. She's watching the whole time. She, so this is her recognizing he's not doing homework. Like, he's dancing. Um, we get the theme song. Uh, I did a, a brief look at uh, Cassidy, who is, that's Corey's uh, little, like, flirt mance in this episode. Yeah, Cassidy in the house. Yeah, she's in uh, a total of eight different things. Uh, this included. She's in an episode of Hannah Montana. Um, really bit parts. Yeah. So I'm. I don't know. I don't, she didn't make it big. Maybe she was a producer's daughter or something. Yeah. Like, in you watching this, Ren, did you think she was going to go far? Which of the three of them? So just to to lay out for the audience, um, or to the listeners, so they understand. In this next scene, they go to the juice bar. They mingle. Corey Mango and, and mingle weekend. Nina. It's mango and mingle. They mingle with. Uh, they meet three people who I think are meant to represent like opposites or similarities to, to them. Um, Mina meets a guy who plays soccer and Corey meets this girl, Cassidy, uh, who's into his drumming. And then Newt meets someone who is also a disappointment to his parents. Uh, Ren, of the three of them, like those three actors, which one of them do you think had the most successful career post Corey? Mina, uh, Newt's uh counterpart was the girl on 13 going on 30 right really yeah did you look her up or did you just recognize jennifer gardner oh so she's not yeah so but i think that's still pretty big right yeah play young jennifer gardner she'll always grow up to become jennifer gardner now that was in 2004 huh krista b allen is that who it is yeah was a while yeah so i guess i looked up the wrong person i looked up cassidy who was in seven things yeah so she's in in this she made it into sweet life on deck Grey's anatomy wow she was even in um 
she was a regular in a couple of shows too. That's like that's that's to me when you know someone actually made it. Regular status. When they were like an actual regular in a show. If I see if I look at their IMDb and it's just like these bit parts, less impressive. But no, yeah. So good for her. She's definitely the one who's made it far. I'm gonna see real quick if there's any uh, any fun facts about her. Full bio trivia. Um, she was homeschooled. Plays guitar. Yeah. You can't even tell she plays guitar. It's incredible. I know. I, I feel like they underutilize that because what is something that Newt also does? Yeah. See? They should have had them both play guitar together. Uh, oh, there's personal quotes. I'll right, just read this one. one. I'll, I'll, I'll read one. Um, along with rock climbing, I hike and I like to go to the beach. Anything outdoors and anything that takes me out of the everyday. I don't agree. No. Would you get that tattooed? No. Yeah, me, me neither. Unimpressed. All right, let's write her off. Uh, so back to the episode. They're at the library. They're mingling. Mingo, mingle. Can you believe J.R. Nutt is back as Alex? Alexander's existence feels like a hate crime. <laughs> I just... He is the embodiment of the word sweaty. And I thought we were only going to get him once, and we've now gotten him in three or four episodes. He must be involved with the production in some way. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe his actor has something on the execs. Yeah, because there's not a chance that he did his episode, and they said, he's so great, we got to bring him back. The kids are just really responding to Alexander. <laughs> Could we? Bryce, I just got a brilliant mm-hmm. idea. Yep. Let's hire one of the Corey in the House actors on Cameo and put them on the podcast. Ren, you've read my mind. Um, yes. It, I believe that the... I'm pretty sure Kyle Massey is on Cameo. Um, I haven't haven't gotten too much into looking for the others, but I think at one point we do need to utilize Cameo if we don't garner any attention from them uh, otherwise. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to just... do a quiz for them. <laughs> um, all right. So Mina and Newt in the beginning of this scene, they're talking and Mina's like, this place is out of sight. And Newt says, yeah, mama, uh, it's groovy. Where are the foxy ladies? Uh, so here it is again. The 70s references, they've been hanging out with Victor. I love that Newt and Mina hang out with Victor without Corey. Yes. And we even see it at the end of the episode. This is uh, why Victor doesn't move. He likes hanging out with them. Yeah. Victor it's... in the house has been happening in the background the whole time. <laughs> the only would difference you... is that Corey is the character who only shows up a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, would you be far more interested in a show in which Victor is the White House chef and just gives advice to people as they come through his kitchen? <laughs> like it... Kitchen wisdom? Yeah, uh, it sounds far more interesting than, than the content that we get. But so, um, yeah, so Corey's like, you guys got to stop hanging out with my dad. And Newt says, but the man's funk and fresh. It's pretty funny. It's good. Uh, that's when they sit down, the three people we've talked about, they mingle with them for a little bit. And um, 
Yeah, Cassidy recognizes Corey as the drummer in DC3. Aren't you in that band, DC3? Seems laughable. (laughs) Well, they play here sometimes. Yeah, it's probably the only band that plays there. So the odds, Cassidy, of (laughs) this being the same person who's in DC3 is very high. Aren't you in that band, DC3? Mm -hmm. Didn't you destroy that drum kit last week? (laughs) Didn't you beat a music producer with your drumstick? <laughs> Bang on their head endlessly, the famous music producer. Um, aren't you DC3, the band that dressed up in uh, kitty cat costumes and uh, went live in, on a charity event at DC3? Um, that depends. What do you think about them? Yeah. <laughs> so, Corey... Uh, is with her and that's when he gets a call and he's like oh it's the white house i just happened to dwell there it's cory being cory it's sophie she's calling and she is in the library she's calling cory from the library and she's and got a good service man with her she does so she's there she's protected and she's like cory look at your phone i Corey love at- sophie's saw-esque phone call yeah do you want to play a game, Corey? Look at your phone. Um, and he looks at it. And it's the Kung Fu Cats video. He's devastated. Which Cassidy also like blatantly sees. Yes. So she looks over and sees this. Uh, I think it's interesting. She's, this doesn't bother her. Like she do, not only doesn't really recognize it, she continues to have like a flirt mance with him. I um, think this mm-hmm. is rare subtext telling us that she wouldn't have cared if Corey just let it all play out. Probably. Yeah. I mean, is it really that big of a deal? No, it, no it's, it, like, it, it humanizes him, if anything. And like, even when he reveals it to Newt and Mina later, they don't really like, they don't judge him for it. They don't care. No, no. Um, but it's, I think it plays into the, like, Corey's character, though. Like, even if yeah, these it, other people don't care, Corey cares, and that's what matters, because um, Corey's all about his image. So, uh, speaking of him worried about his image, uh, he stands up, because he's going to go talk to Sophie now and be like, what are you doing? What do you want? And uh, he stands up, he says, I'm going to go take care of an annoying problem. And Newt's like, oh, they have a cream for that. Corey responds back, just for the record, I don't need any creams. Corey. Um, yeah. Uh, this one, uh, so like the the line that you mentioned earlier, Ren, I, I think poss- <laughs> possible oversight. This one, 1,010% uh, in your face. <laughs> we know exactly what they're talking about. Um so the deal is Sophie wants to hang with the big kids in exchange for that video never getting out. Uh, so blackmail, right? And so like, the Red, this should be tiresome, right? This shouldn't be good. I was expecting this to be an exhausting episode once this came mm-hmm. into play. Same. I, I even, um, at, at the end of the scene, so I'll, I'll finish going through it and then I'll, I'll hit that stopping point. But so um, I think, part of it Ren, is Sophie is a noticeably better actress and I don't know if this episode is the jump but she's just like on her game and I'm gonna say that it's I'm throwing this out there that this episode or maybe this back half of episodes were done after her time filming the game plan 
with the rock. <laughs> I can see um, that. But no, I, I'm serious though. Like, cause no, she, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I legitimately see that. That makes yeah, perfect sense. She, her being on a big movie set with the rock would naturally like refine her acting abilities. Yeah. Cause she just seems so much more like, well, first of all, funny. Um, like she actually can carry scenes and she's just so much more present and enjoyable to see on there. So um, she's are also very strong. They are very funny. And you like know what she's thinking as well. Lots which, of eye um, acting. Which I think plays into her role in this episode really well. Um, so Alex is amped to see America's angel. Uh, he yells Sebastian, code red, velvet. As they pull a velvet rope out from behind the couch and they like quarantine off a section of the of the library to be just Sophie, Newt, Mina, Corey, and then their three like mingle significant others. Um, until Sophie's like, I don't know you three, get out. But this creates an envy circle forming around them. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get out there and Alexander's like, from out here, like we have to envy them. Uh Mina and Newt aren't happy about the envying. They want them in. And um, Cassidy is like, we don't just want to envy you, but Corey can't do anything about it because it's all, you know, Sophia has the video. Cassidy snaps and they leave. Um, it's worth discussing the fact that mm-hmm. Mina and Newt just are completely on board with Corey's plight. Like, he doesn't need to explain it. The fact that he's clearly in some kind of trouble is enough mm-hmm them to help him and another yeah. reason i like that is because i really thought the episode was going to be like oh it's a, it's another like Corey's keeping a secret from newt and mina like juice yeah. or nonsense all over again yeah but this, but, this is yeah. so much better when they're working together it does and it right away they're also not like they're not dumb in this episode no. like uh they know just based on the interaction sophie's clearly holding something over Corey's head and that, like, they're able to piece that together without yeah. it being blatantly said to them. So um, they now know, okay, that we have to follow what Sophie says. Sophie makes everyone dance. They, like, dance half-heartedly. The Secret Service agent is, like, pulls down his glasses, and he's like, she said dance! Um, the Alexander music is weirdly good here, right? Uh, I agree. Like, I, yeah, I thought it was, it was very... like. There was a lot of great music throughout the episode. Just like mm-hmm. it's like background generic music, but it was catchy. I liked it. Yeah, it sets the scene well, and uh, it was like I like then this shot of them all dancing, and so it's like Newt, Mina, Corey dancing. I believe the Secret Service agent uh, is. Yeah, I don't know if he's dancing. I didn't catch that, but Sophie's dancing, and then Alexander is now with them as well, um, as part of the crew. So we get that shot of them dancing. That ends the scene there. So this was the point, Ren, when in the episode watching it, I thought to myself, okay, this has all been set up. We're about to now get 11 more minutes of Sophie making Corey do things he doesn't want to do until he gets to the, to your point, the juicer episode, until he gets to the point where he's like, do you know what? Like, I'm not going to let you hold this over me. I don't care if people see it. Yeah, with that, like no that, computer that, message at the end. Yeah, that, that's what it was going to be. Um, and luckily, we come back and um, back home, 
this is when Mina and Newt recognize mm-hmm. they're oh, go for it. What were you gonna they say? Immediately confront Corey. Yeah. Yeah, they, they want to talk to him. They're like, hey, what's going on? What what does she have? And um Corey's like, hey, I'm gonna show you something, but like it embarrasses me. And he shows them the Kung Fu Cats video. And um sorry, when he goes to do that, he does say, um, like, hey, I want to show you something. It's a little bit embarrassing. He has it on his phone. Newt says, no wonder you're embarrassed. That phone is like six months old. Newt's uh, poor shaming Corey. Yeah, I thought that was so weird. Six, uh, uh, That to me is a very new phone. Six months old phone? Like, did Verizon pay Disney to put this line in there to make get people to think, you know, oh, I've had this for six months. Got to get a new one? I don't know. Um, I did think it was an odd line. But, um, all right, Corey has a scheme. If Sophie wants to hang hang with the big kids, then they'll show her what they really do. So long as it's um, stuff Sophie will never want to do again. So they're going to, okay, Sophie wants to hang out with us, fine. We'll do these extreme things. Uh, Ren, what's the first extreme thing that they do? The first extreme thing they do is they... Bryce, they stopped themselves from making this a musical montage. Yeah, they did. They let scenes breathe, even just a little bit. It's it. I was really expecting a montage. I was just like bracing for it. Mm-hmm. But it didn't happen. We get a nice little scene where Sophie chows down on some liver-coated octopus. Big kid food. Where did, where did Corey get this? Chef Victor's pantry. Okay. So Vic, Victor had it. Uh, what, but what is Victor going to serve? Like, what's he going to do when he goes to serve liver-coated octopus and realizes that it's all missing? He's going to yell at Corey. <laughs> yeah. Is this a Sophie French fry problem? Because Sophie likes the liver-coated octopus. So now is Sophie going to only want to eat Chef Victor's liver-coated octopus? I unfortunately think that'll be the plot of next week's episode. Yeah, I assume that the episodes will continue. Um, yeah, so the, also the audience reaction here... Uh, do we like you and I haven't discussed really the laugh track or the live audience laughing too too much, but I felt it was so noticeable in this scene. Like the audience reaction was gasping. Yeah. Um They did not like that liver coated octopus. No. They were like, oh, I can't believe she's eating it. Like that's so gross. No. Yeah. To the point where it was noticeable that, that they were reacting so big. Um and big kids, they also love watching scary movies. So now we get a scene of them watching a scary movie some kind of blind lady movie yeah uh cory because cory shouts they don't have eyes so i don't really know what that means and um sophie's loving it she's like oh like this isn't this is supposed to be a scary movie she's also still chowing down on the octopus and why wouldn't she Uh, yeah you know when when i watch a movie i like a snack Ren, what's your uh, go-to movie snack? My go-to movie snack? Mm-hmm. Good question, actually. Mm. I like nachos. That's what I like to get at the theater. Oh, yeah? With the, uh, like, the Tostitos cheese? Yeah. yeah the gross Tostitos cheese. Yeah, but, it, like, that's, that's, like, half the good of it. It's part of the movie experience. Yeah. Uh, I believe the term for that cheese is called plastic cheese. Mmm. Mm-hmm. which like makes it even less like appetizing but i'm still down for it uh 
All right. Uh, what else do big kids do? Ren. So they eat octopus. They watch scary movies. Uh, what, a, what are they? Bryce, they yeah. steal from the treasury of the United States of America. Yeah, what a leap, right? <laughs> like, I like that they, they were like, okay, we thought of the only, we thought of two things, the only possible two things that we could think of that Sophie might not want to do. And so now we just have to make the giant leap to, let's try to convince Sophie to, to help us steal from the U.S. Treasury. Uh, uh, we ain't just big kids, but we bad kids. We get from, um, I think that's a, a Mina line. Do so, you feel um, like they are bad kids? Are Newt, Mina, and Corey bad kids? Um, yeah. I'm going to say, well, yes. I'm going to say that they are. I'm going to think, though, that Mina and Newt less, like, I, I think that for them, it's less so that they're bad kids and more of that they um, are financially very privileged. And I think if you look at the other people who they go to school with, people like Stickler, like, I, I, there's a lot of kids who have similar ideals. That's what I'm going to say. All right. So, um, and then Corey in general, he's just, he's more like mean-spirited in a lot of cases. Uh, all right. Um, so Corey has a picture of the U.S. Treasury. And he shows it to Sophie. He's like, this was the Treasury building because it's the only building on this picture. Uh, he's describing what they got to do to get to, to sneak in and steal from it. They got guards, they got dogs, Newt barks high-pitched, and then Corey's like, vicious dogs, and then Newt growls. Corey says, bark, bark, meow. And um, how are they going to use Sophie as a distraction, Ren? They're just going to let her walk in, and they'll open fire. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not quite. Not quite. Uh, I believe so. You're saying that because that's uh, realistically that's what would happen. Um, but instead, their plan here is to roll her in meat to distract the ducks. She at least has the choice of meat. Yeah, they give her options. They, which meat do you want to be rolled in? They're nice enough to give her that option. Um, and Newt says, Newt's, uh, when they offer this to Sophie, Newt's like, yeah, it's surprisingly refreshing. So Newt has been rolled in meat before. Ren, what scenario did Newt get rolled in meat? Corey had to roll Newt in some meat to distract yeah. the dogs at the pound so Corey could go in and access their files. <laughs> because he's looking for his rat, Lionel. Hey, that's a, someone who I've not thought about in a long time. Did that rat die? Did it get leaved in, uh, <laughs> left in uh, San Francisco? He, who do you think's taking care of the house? He's got a ratatouille I, thing going on with uh, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so you're t okay. So what I can only assume now I have the picture back at the Baxter house in, in San Francisco because so <laughs> Eddie is there all alone. <laughs> Eddie is unconscious, I can assume. No, he, like, he's awake during the day, but he can't control his own body. Body, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> Lionel the rat is on top of Eddie's head. And I assume Lionel just makes that uh, famous lasagna over and over and over. Is it, was it lasagna? Is that what it was? I think it was lasagna. That stuff looked nasty. And Eddie just keeps eating it and cleaning the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that's happening. And um, Sophie, the, the meat rolling, that's the end of it. Sophie's like, you're not rolling me in meat. And um, I don't want people to know I have anything to do with you guys or that you know me. That's what Sophie's thinking. Um, she wants no evidence that she knows them. And so Corey's like, oh, so you got to delete the video then. And Sophie's like, consider it gone. So they think that it's all taken care of. Rent, Sophie um, has been in on this the whole time, right? Like yeah. she's seen through them from the, even that through the octopus thing. She must have. Yeah. Um, and so with Sophie gone, or so they think, the three, we got it, the DC three. They go back to mingle at the library. Um, Newt's uh, Newt's girl recognizes that Newt smells like octopus. So I just thought that was noteworthy. And Corey's about to invite the mingle girl on a date when Sophie is behind him, dressed in all black. And she Sophie's upset because they weren't there. Sophie robbed the U.S. Treasury. Bryce. Mm-hmm. Did Corey deserve this? Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know, actually. Like, between the two of them, who was worse here? Sophie for... Well, hold on. Let's talk through what Sophie does here. Um, she has this wagon filled with gold gold bricks she um when asked how she did it she says that she used her daddy's key which that right that's a thing um and then the three of them the dc3 get scared about this so they quickly go to to move all the gold and the minglers leave they're all upset uh the wagon breaks though that the gold is on and so they stuff gold bricks into their shirts and stuff and try to get away just when some treasury agents show up sophie blames them and says that they were going to roll her in meat uh, also Corey's pants fall down like five times in this scene yeah they just keep falling <laughs> over and over as newt mina and Corey have bricks falling out of all of their clothes now gold bricks falling onto the ground and um so they, they don't look innocent. And um, so Sophie set this whole thing up. They're, Sophie knows someone at the Treasury Department. And the whole thing was faked. Uh, they let her borrow the gold, which we'll talk about in a second. And so to get back to your question, Ren, Sophie or Corey, who did worse things in this episode? <sighs> Corey did lie to a child. But okay. Sophie did mastermind an entire scheme against him. Yes. Which, well, and Corey, because Corey tried to scheme against Sophie. Sophie saw through it. Sophie's scheme was ultimately better and kind of trumped Corey's scheme in the end. Um, 
I feel like Sophie was worse because Corey was just trying to have one day where he didn't need to play with Sophie. Yeah. And does he lie to her about doing homework when really he's going out? Yeah. But is it worth all this? No. I think Sophie's worse this time around. Well, she does make them all break down crying in public. Yeah, they do. So I thought this was a strange transition. So at the library, as they're, they have gold falling out of them, um, they all start crying. And the agents presumably are, are there to take them away. And then they transition and they're crying in Chef Victor's kitchen. If you thought you were being arrested and blamed for robbing the U.S. Treasury... Do you think that you would be brought, if you're Newton Mina, to your friend's dad's kitchen? Well, they're also being arrested because they hang out with Victor so much. <laughs> Love in the 70s ain't a crime. <laughs> um, so they're there. And they realize that the whole thing's been faked. <clears throat> Uh, like I said, Sophie set it all up. Interestingly enough, the president is not involved with any of this. At all. Not even, is he mentioned? No. Oh, he is. Uh, Victor, yeah, Victor says uh, to Sophie that he's going to have to tell her dad. <clears throat> so, but even so, like, as Sophie's able to pull this all off, because she says she has friends at the treasury, she's a child. It's concerning to me to think that Sophie called up someone at the treasury said, hey, I'm going to come borrow some gold. Is that cool? They said, of course. And then those people didn't cross-check with anyone else. Anything for America's angel. Yeah, I guess so. She probably could have straight up stolen that gold. Um, yeah, so Victor then does his life lesson. Uh, they live in the same house. They need to get along. They got to do something. Um, they got to find like a way to do something that they both want to do. And um, that is watching and dancing to the Kung Fu Cats theme song. Cute moment. Victor has a really great dad moment here. Yeah, to both of them. It's like he talks to one while the other antagonizes and is like, yeah, see? And then he switches to the other. And then he's like, no, it's not like you two shouldn't be antagonizing each other. You two should be living together. And I, I liked how downplayed the, the audience was. They, like, their reactions were very minimal. The focus mm-hmm. was, was on Victor, like, really, like, reprimanding Corey and Sophie in a way that neither character has been dealt with on the show before. Mm-hmm. It, now, it I'll felt for it. It felt more mature than usual for Corey in the house. It did. Um, my question here, we talked about this being feeling similar or not feeling like thinking it's going one way and it not going that way. And we saw um, a whole episode based around Corey wanting to get out of playing Dippy Dippy Dolphins. Is this too similar to that? Uh, I don't think so. Cause this episode <laughs> is, that episode is about Corey trying to get out of Dippy Dippy Dolphins. This episode is about Corey and Sophie's relationship. Yeah. Yep. It feels more real. Yeah. In this episode. And um, mainly because of Victor. He like his scene at the end ties the whole episode together. It gives it, it does. a real purpose. And like to note, 
this is the second time that we've seen them in this episode, but because of the way that they utilize Newt and Mina and their use of 70s references throughout, it feels like we've been getting Victor's humor the whole time through. Yeah. Which was was just so great. Um, and that's why we get our end scene our, during the credits with Newt, Mina, and Victor. <laughs> no Corey to begin with. <laughs> They're sitting in the kitchen. Um, and Victor says, I'm down with that. They All three of them are like, right on, right on, right on. <clears throat> uh, it's it's funny. They have some kind of like back and forth about like understanding how like bad means good. It's it's great. It's very fun. Um, and then Corey comes in to tell him to move on. Like, hey, you guys got to move on from the seventies. And Victor puts on a hat, and he he's like, all right, I'm moving on. He puts on a hat, and he's like wearing cheetah platformers. And he like slips around a bit and then leaves. What a swagger. Yeah. Uh, only he can pull this off. And it's fantastic. This episode with him barely in it felt like such a strong Victor episode. Yeah. Ugh. Directing wise, I also got to say the Victor disciplining his kids at the end was a little bit better shot i feel than usual we got some mm-hmm. nice like close-ups we could see all three of them emoting like properly mm-hmm. i wonder i mean we were talking about just how great um sophie was in this episode and like her facial expressions i wonder if that was influenced from uh rondell uh-huh. so um all right what's your rose for this episode best part Best part, I'm going to say the mm-hmm. overall characterization. I feel like this is one of the very few episodes of Corey in the House where the character dynamics made sense, the relationships were very clear, and pretty much all the character interactions were rooted in character-based humor. And a lot happened for what was a regular length episode. Yeah. But it didn't, because the characters, like the characterization was so good, we didn't spend time stuck in having to catch other characters up and like oh this is how i'm feeling or like this is what's happening um or characters weren't even we weren't stuck in the usual coin the house people trying to hide their feelings or emotions yeah i so i i agree i think that was a great rose my rose was the use of all the 70s lines i i just had talked about my praise so i don't really have much else to say about it but Mm -hmm. i I thought that was fun um my bud, something I'd love to see more of, and we've already gotten a lot of it. This episode may have been the peak of it. We'll have to, time will tell, but Corey and Sophie. Yeah, that's my bud as well, and I also agree. I think this will end up being the peak for it. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, they were so close to that sibling dynamic in this episode, mm-hmm. but not, like, at the same time, and that's what, like, their dynamic was so perfect, where it's not like... Corey's little sister is doing this, but this is someone who Corey has even less obligation to be spending time with. And I, but I that really makes... appreciate that they didn't retread. Feel like, oh, you know, Sophie sees Corey as a brother angle. Like, this just, yeah. just a conflict, and their dynamic is what drives it. Yep. There's no nothing uh, to be redefined. It's just an examination of their relationship. Uh, and the thorn. What was what was the thorn of the episode? Uh, 
I'll throw it to Alexander. Wow. Our minds are uh, sometimes too alike, Ren. Because I, um, I wonder if people listening, if they would appreciate it if you and I like had more uh, differing views. Because I, the exact word I have is, is Alexander. <laughs> we'll, 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 so, we'll take a poll. We'll do a poll. Yeah. Because if so, then you and I, I'll, I'll start to just, you know, say no at every single turn um yeah it's i i hope that he is gone soon but i i fear that he is not (laughs) just because of the importance of dc3 to the show yeah but like it's so weird he's not he doesn't suck the energy out of scenes he's not the worst he's just someone who i feel like he's i've seen enough of him and i he doesn't add anything he doesn't he's, necessarily he take away from the over and over again he is uh, although i do with that said uh, on the topic of same jokes i like that every single time we see him he yells something at sebastian i i actually really like the sebastian joke <laughs> yep I, I think that's pretty good all right ren any reviews for this episode yes we only have two though okay huh. all right I'll, someone else I'll start with our 10 out of 10 review <laughs> Mm-hmm. from a sf viewer mm-hmm. they have shown up on our podcast before i don't remember when yeah the title of the review is great episode Corey promised sophie that they will play with her dolls but something comes up Corey gets invited to a party with kids his age. He cancels his meeting with Sophie. It just happens that she gets a recording of him dancing to the tune of the Kung Fu Cats show. Sophie goes to the party and blackmails Corey with a video of him dancing. Corey goes back to the White House to spend time with Sophie. He tricks her into thinking that hanging out with big kids is not cool. This backfires on him. It's a really hilarious episode. The writers came up with another great episode. I was laughing throughout this show. Thoughts, Bryce? Um... I don't disagree. Me neither. I, I, I don't know 10 out of 10, but yeah, don't disagree. All positive things. All right. VG freak number eight. Mm-hmm. He gave it a 7.5. He wrote, okay, dot, 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 dot. Sophie catches Corey singing and dancing to the Kung Fu Cats show in his underwear. She gets him on tape. When Corey ditches his playdate with Sophie, she gets angry and uses the video as blackmail. Corey must then succumb to Sophie as he doesn't want anyone else seeing this video. This episode was okay. I don't really, I don't remember much past the summary. I would be so embarrassed if I was Corey. Then again, I wouldn't dance to a theme song for little kids. I also hate Sophie. I give this episode, I give this episode gets a 7.5 out of 10 from me. Hate Sophie is so strong. I think VG Freak's losing his touch. Yeah, I think, I mean, he also says that he doesn't remember much past this summary. <laughs> so that goes goes with our idea of that VG Freak 8 watched all the episodes and then went and wrote these reviews. Okay. Um, all right, and that's those are the reviews, right? Those are our reviews. Wow. Um, any, uh, sometimes you have trivia and stuff like that. Is there anything to note for this week? I do have, I don't have trivia, but I do have illusions. Okay, yeah, what is it, uh, okay, what the is it alluding ti- to? The title of this episode is Play on the na- on the 18- on the 1984 movie, The Karate Kid. Hmm. 
Sophie says she's America's angel, not America's most wanted. America, America's most wanted is a television show that identifies the most wanted criminals. <laughs> Ren, are you happy that they clarified what America's most wanted is? Bryce, I would have no clue if I didn't see this. I would have been baffled. Because uh, I heard, heard her say the line, it went right over my head. Uh, I just thought that it meant like she isn't, well, I wasn't sure wanted by who or what that meant. So I'm glad, glad they specified. Uh, also, I would say that the episode title was maybe a reference to the Karate Kid, but also maybe a reference to, isn't the infamous video Star Wars Kid? Is that what it's? Yeah, Star Wars Kid. In which, because um, you and I didn't, haven't talk, talked about that at all, but that was like an no. old, old school YouTube video of a I don't know if he was in his underwear, but a guy in his garage with a lightsaber spinning around, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I don't think and he that, was in his underwear. And this, I feel like this was more of a reference to that, if anything. That's what I felt too. So, um, All right. Does the presidential approval rating get impacted based on the events of this week? Well, Sophie did take gold out of the mm-hmm. treasury. And, and so, she did bring it to a public place. So I posed the question, does America <clears throat> like it or not like it based on the fact that she is the one who did it? She is America's angel. She is America's angel. And as far as we've seen, she can do no wrong in the eyes of the public. Is this a positive? Is do, does America spin it to show that Sophie's uh, highlighting America's gluttony or something like that? Where's Martinez' approval rating right now? Oh, yeah, he's at a five. Then no. The media is too against him. Okay. This is used as ammo against him. <laughs> that his, his daughter, without his knowing, took gold and brought it into a public setting. Um, does it go down to the one? Yeah, let's back at back at the one. Okay. All right, he is at a one from a five to a one. He is now at his um lowest that he's been at since uh which one is it? Since get smarter. Wow. So yeah. And then um Ren. We are yes, finished sir. with our discussion. Has your mind changed? Is the episode worse than you had initially thought? Is it as good as we were thinking? What would you rate it? I think it is about as good as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Though I don't know how generous I want to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I want to rate it a little bit higher because so far it's been the best episode for me. And I want to leave mm-hmm. room for there to be something worse. Yeah. Are you something better or something worse? Both. Okay. Like my so here's score, I, my highest score so far is a seven point five, right? Your highest so far is yep, you have two seven point fives. You have a seven point five for smells like school spirit and a seven point five for Air Force One too many. Okay. I'm gonna give this episode an eight point five. Okay. So 
that makes it in your mind better than every episode. I think this so is far. the best episode so far. Yep, I agree. My highest rating that I've given thus far is a I've given a eight point five to rock the vote, so to our boomer moment. Um, and then I gave an eight to Air Force One Too Many, which is those are the two episodes, if I'm being honest, Ren, that I hold at a like I, I hold those ones to the highest uh-huh. standard. Th- those are the peak Corey in the house. That's the best of the best. Uh, this episode is the better of the best, and I, I gave it a nine. Corey really so. did it. He pulled himself together. It was such a fun episode. It was a good time to watch. Corey interacting with Sophie, Newt and Mina both felt like they were involved in the episode. Newt didn't just feel like the butt of jokes. Mina wasn't dragging everything down. Like, it was great. No Samantha Samuels. Yeah. All right. So next week, Ren, have you looked at the episode list recently? We have two more left. We do. Know, we have two more left. I know the season finale is the Rock episode. It is. Next week, if you haven't looked at it recently, I think you're going to love what I'm about to say. Uh, it's titled A Rat by Any Other Name. So you and I <laughs> talked about Lionel tonight. I have not thought about Lionel probably since I watched That's So Raven years and years and years ago. But... Uh, they haven't it even sounds... him and Corey in the house, right? No, it's no. It sounds like Lionel is gonna make an appearance. It could be maybe a, a, just referring to Stickler, and it could be not like the animal rat, but who knows? No, who knows what we're in for? Yeah, uh, and then you're right. So we have two episodes left. We have this uh, a rat by any other name, and then the week after is the one that we've been looking forward to. Dwayne the Rock Johnson will be on Corey in the House, and that's the episode that we were gonna try to record um, live. And so, uh, just so people can be aware of it happening, um, we want to say like six thirty on yeah. Sunday. I'm just gonna pull up the date so people can be aware of it, because uh, last time Ren, we did not give a a day of the week. We just gave a time. I don't know if you're aware of that. <laughs> we said, we said, hey, do you want to do like 637? And we were like, yeah, let's do 637. We never said a day. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do, uh, it'll be uh, believe, another nice reference to our conversation tonight. March 14th, friend. The infamous day in which I sent uh, the love letter from camp. <laughs> That'll be the day that you and I discuss. Uh, Excellent. The season one finale of Corey in the House. And then after that, do we take a break? Or no. do we go right into season two? Okay. Right. If, if we take a break, I fear yeah. we'll come back. So, because what I think what I think this looks like is I think that we push all the way through Corey in the House. Because season two is going to have not a ton of episodes, but 13 episodes. So we push all the way through Corey. We somehow decide on what's next, I think, and then we take like a month break or something along those lines yeah. before we dive. So we can refresh you know, refresh and reset. But yeah, I'm definitely down for going straight through until we're done with this Corey <laughs> Band-Aid, this Corey curse. But all right. Um, all right. So, so 
yeah, 630, um, March 14th, we will do another live show. We will talk about the season one finale of Corey in the House. And uh, anything else, Ren? Anything else we need to talk about? Bryce, we did it. We did. Fun episode. And if historically speaking, good episodes are followed by not so good episodes. That's very true. Yeah, because um, I have a feeling season two is going to be very bad. Yeah. Well, because it, it just towards the end of the season, it feels like it finally knows what it is. Right? We get some good yeah. DC3 stuff going. Uh, we get the occasional like CIA tool being used, but it's always just like shenanigans and um, schemes. Like those are the two driving forces. And I think next season, that's all going to be taken away. I think it's going to be lower budget as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be much lower budget, and that's really saying something. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for uh, staying tuned and listening. We are on Twitter and Facebook. Our Twitter is actually in use now as of this week. And, uh, you know, go ahead and like us there or share our Twitter or whatever people do on Twitter. And uh, we will catch you next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. I hope that you succeed in court today. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bryce and Randy learn some electric guitar.